0: You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims, and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes.
1: Hello! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Loud podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Barnes, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a really phenomenal guest. Uh, His name is Tony Schmaltz. Say that three times over. Tony Schmaltz, Tony Schmaltz, Tony Schmaltz. Ooh, I did it. Uh, I even got his name right the first time, so I get a gold star. Uh, You guys, he's got some really cool methods to share with you. And this is something that's going to resonate with me as well as the host of the show. He's got what's called the B. Schmaltzy Method, which is a method to help people break free from people pleasing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am still suffering this at 39 years old, from this at 39 years old. The B. Schmaltzy Movement is to help people let go of fears and stop people pleasing to find success and happiness as everyone desires. I was looking this up. He said the German translation of schmaltzy is overly sappy or to be sappy and cheesy. So we'll talk more about that. But he's also going to share with us what's called the schmaltzy tasks. I'm interested to see what that is. But you guys, if you're a people pleaser like I am, definitely tune in turn up that volume lean in share this with anybody else and take it away mr tony schmaltz
0: thank you so much for having me here tiffany so to give you a little background on on the schmaltzy method and and where where work where comes from for me is this goes back to when i was in high school i was at 17 years old um i went on an exchange program for to germany for 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 a month for 30 days And while I was over there, you know, I was a typical teenage guy flirting with all the girls and, you know, (laughs) over there, over there, you know, you're allowed to drink at 16 years old. So, of course, you'd get, you'd have a beer and then, of course, then it loosens up even more and you become this flirtatious little teenager. Well, apparently, all the guys over there started calling me schmaltzy. They started calling me schmaltzy over and over and I didn't understand what they meant. And apparently, it was because I was that super cheesy one-liner guy that was really like horrible at it and so (laughs) i didn't know that right away so the 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 term schmaltzy even though the definition is the way it is it hits real close to me not just because of my last name but because of the way it was used with me while i was in germany so a year later my friend from germany came back over here and he kept calling me schmaltzy and i'm like marcus what is what is that? I mean, I know it's my last name, but is it just my last name or what's and he? And he explained it to me. He said, no, it was because when you were over he, in Germany, over at our, in our town, you were like the cheesiest one liner guy that we've ever seen in a <laughs> long time. And so, so that was where the term came from. And it really didn't, carry that too much throughout my life until just recently you know I I was actually kind of offended at the time I was like really ow?" you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so from there it was just (laughs) throughout life and when I became a coach myself I, I I was looking for something what what is it how can I help people that's really one of the biggest things that holds people back as especially as entrepreneurs is, is get out of their comfort zone, stop people pleasing. They really want, it's hard for them to find their authentic selves. And I was looking for that. You know, I'd been coaching for uh, just over a year before I came across before I started this. And it was just, I woke up one morning after having a dream of my time in Germany, I'm like, that's it. I said, everyone needs to be a little bit cheesy, a little bit sappy because it, doesn't come naturally to most people. Most people, it doesn't come naturally. It means them facing their fears. To be a little goofy, be a little sappy, be a little cheesy, most people are so worried about what other people are gonna think that they won't do it. They'll, They'll stop from being their true selves and not actually let it out.
1: Well, I'm cheesy as they come, okay? I'm also a weirdo, so I'll (laughs) embrace the weirdo and the cheesy. You've been coaching for nearly 20 years, right? Yes, yes, correct. So you've got some experience in this. Just, you know, we don't need to deep dive into this, but just so our audience can kind of resonate with you, you've been through a little bit of abuse in your life. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it. Like We're not going to deep dive into it, but give us a glimpse into your childhood. How'd you grow up?
0: So, to give you an idea of where some of my limiting beliefs and uh, trauma came from, was when I was started started really when I was about ten years old. Uh, my parents really started heavily arguing, and and it was just a ton of verbal abuse towards my my brothers and I. Um, I, I know neither one of them really intended it, but it just kind of that's the way it happened. Um, at ten years old, my older brother Chris he he had always been really he had always been able to push block it out and. Um, be successful in high school and he ended up graduating like third in his class going off to the U S Coast Guard Academy, like on a $300,000 scholarship. So from that point on, not only the verbal abuse that we were catching from our parents until they finally did split. um, We also got to hear, you need to be more like Chris. You need to do it like Chris. So it was, mm-hmm. it was the, the people pleaser syndrome was instilled on us at a young age and, and no fault of my brother, Chris, cause he was just doing being successful. Like he need, needed to be. But for the rest of us, it was just now we're in that zone. We felt like we had to live up to, to what Chris was doing and always had to do, strive for more, strive for more. We weren't good enough. Why, why can't you, did you see what Chris did? Why can't you be more like Chris? You know? So that was really that and the, again the yelling and screaming was really the worst part but if you combine those two and we're like okay we're not living up to it now they're screaming at us now it's so that's really where that heavy load started hanging on to us and again it wasn't until almost 30 years later that finding one of my own coaches and mentors really dug that out of me
1: really so did you have resentment towards chris growing up because you always heard you got to be more like him Big time, big time.
0: And it really wasn't until this, this, this session I'm talking about that I really was able to let that out and have that conversation with him. And it was an uncomfortable conversation. I won't lie. It was about getting out of my comfort zone there, but I really did. I had, I had to flat out tell my brother that he is my biggest limiting belief. Wow. The situation around him and, and not him personally, but the way the situation was around him around him that was literally my biggest limiting limiting belief but i could never live up to that legacy
1: and how did he handle it when you said that to him
0: he he didn't see it i mean he kind of argued a little bit at first he was he was like he's like no i mean come on tony really we've always been family we've always been close i'm like yeah chris i mean but your perception of what we're, we're feeling and what we're actually feeling are two different things you know and it's he, he started to really understand it and break down and and more so when our dad passed away a couple of years ago, it really became more and more clear. He's like, all right, I'm starting to see it now. I get it now that there's not necessarily that filter in between when dad was there. So it was really, and even now it's still we catch each other so to speak um my other brothers are still kind of feeling that a little bit i'm working talking to them a little more about it however with chris and i we're way more open now way more open we're able to have conversations we could never have had before
1: well that's because you addressed it too you know and so yeah i'm sure you know this is the way i visualize it like he's above the clouds where you're below the clouds, so he doesn't see it because he's up tall right he sees the sunset and the beautiful sky and you're like i'm down here you know facing the rain rain and the inclement weather because we're overshadowed by your greatness. Right. Right. So, wow. I can't imagine. Um, So take me to when you finally sought out a mentor. What was your inspiration for that? What made you say, Hey, I need somebody to mentor me in this subject.
0: (laughs) So there was, there's, there's a small story that leads up to this. Uh, Not really a story. So we moved here to Panama city, Florida from Seattle, Washington, about two and a half years ago and we moved here just in time to get hit head on by that category five hurricane michael Uh, and so we had just gotten been here for two months we were in a temporary house and bam here comes this category five hurricane you know 150 plus mile an hour sustained winds the whole area just was decimated looked like somebody took a big chainsaw and went Wow. Um, so that was, and so we had, were in a temporary living situation that the company I was working for at the time moved us into, well, we had to move out of that because of, because of the damage and everything. So we lived out of a suitcase in Airbnbs a few miles away for three months until we were able to get into our own house. So during that time I was thinking about what else I can do, what else I can do. I always work for somebody else and I knew that that's not where I wanted to stay and so I started looking into online marketing, things like that. And this is where I found this, got found this mentor. I was actually at a workshop in Austin, Texas for online marketing. And this, 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 the founder of the organization, his name's Brian finale. Him and I are close friends. Now he had this session, it is literally just limiting belief session where he's only, he said, if you, it's up to you how serious you take this or not. And he started talking about digging deep into what's really holding you back. Yeah, everybody, He talked about surface things. People talk about being on the surface. Well, I'm scared to do this. Well, why are you scared to do this? And he really dug in deep. And I don't know how many people in that cl- that uh, workshop actually took it seriously, but by the end, and I had realized that my brother Chris was, or his situation was it, I was in tears. And I'm not, a, I'm not much of a crier, but I was in tears at the end of that. And it was like just a big, huge aha moment. And at the end of that workshop, I took money out of my 401k to pay for the thousands of dollars of mentorship that came with that
1: wow and it was worth it it sounds like because look where you are now
0: (laughs) hugely worth it hugely worth it and i've since i since have now a second second coach who is also he's one of the he's the second coach is actually the more more the one that got me out of my people pleaser mode the first one got me out of my limiting beliefs the next one got me out of my people pleaser mode
1: so you're married
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. your father which is your most important job yeah. so did your wife know that you were a people pleaser before it came to surface with your coach not so much not so much i mean
0: she always knew about about chris about my brother chris she was we, we heard i talked about that for years about how we always felt like we were overshadowed by by chris and 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 she tried many times to push me to stand up to him or or have that conversation and i never could uh not until i really dug into it deeper and i, I love my wife but sometimes it does take a third a third party to push you out <laughs> of the way out of the way a little bit um and so uh <sighs> She didn't really know. She knew so many, many of my coworkers, my bosses, things like that. But she didn't realize, I don't think we ever put it together until recently, you know, until that, that moment when we had the conversation.
1: Let's break down people pleasing. I mean, I get this 110%. For an example, again, this is not the Tiffany show. We're here to talk about Tony. Um, I've talked about this on previous episodes. I have such a complex specifically with people pleasing my dad. And my dad was very physically abusive to me. Um, I've been very successful. You know, for an example, I I owned a cell phone store, right? My first business. I'm in my 20s. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so scary. And I tell my dad, oh, my gosh, I bought this cell phone store. I'm starting it out. And he comes and checks it out. And he's like, who's blankety blank did you suck to get this store? Like, that's how my dad talks to me. I buy a brand new Mercedes convertible and I'm like oh my gosh dad look I'm so successful I've been able to buy myself this car and same thing like what did you do to somebody to you know he like assumes that I've done sexual favors for my success or something because my mother was very promiscuous and Mm. that's what led to their divorce and even to this day at 39 years old it's like I keep trying to one-up myself right so like oh I ran the torch in the Olympics dad are you proud of that? Nah, he doesn't really care about it. Dad, I bought my first house. Aren't you so proud? He doesn't really care about it. I buy a portfolio of real estate. I become a millionaire at a young age. Aren't you so proud of me, Dad? Doesn't care. Take him to see the ocean. Buy him a car for Christmas. I just keep trying to one-up, 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 thinking these material things because that's his love language. The way he used to show me he loved me was through material things. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why I'm trying to show it to him. And he still hasn't told me he's proud of me at like 39 years old. And so I'm just waiting for this day, right? I'm like, okay, maybe if I do this, dad will say he's proud, right? And so I'm just trying to constantly people-please with him. He comes over. I'm waiting on him hand and foot. Explain that. Explain why I do that. Why a person does that. Where does that come from?
0: Well, it's like you said. That's it comes from it comes from the way you were raised. If he if he if that's the way he showed affection to you it was through materialistic things, that's the way you appears that you're showing affection to him. Yeah. So, have you ever thought about just cutting that off at the pass?
1: Yeah, I have. But then I'm like, well, then when? How else will he tell me he's proud of me? Right. So talk I don't, me through it.
0: I don't mean stop your success. I mean yeah. stop stop the material things for him.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. And, and here I am. I'm going to take him to Hawaii for the first time in May. <laughs> <laughs> for his birthday. I'm like, all expenses paid, first class tickets. I, I swear. I don't know. I just keep doing it. So help me. How do I break this, Tony? So does your dad live close to you? He lives in Layton. And I'm in Salt Lake, which you're not here in Salt Lake. You're in beautiful Panama City, Florida, where we're getting snow here. You're getting sunshine. Um, he's probably... Oh, about thirty-five minutes north of me on by car.
0: How often do you just hop in the car and drive to see him?
1: Um, I don't because he gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety to be around him because I want to be perfect. It's that people pleasing, right? Uh huh. Yeah.
0: And so, what is it? What, what gives? How can you relate that anxi- anxious feeling to something else that's happened, either in your childhood or or currently? What What aligns you to that anxiety?
1: I feel like it's like everything I do, he's watching and he's Mm going to pick it apart because he has picked it apart. Like when I bought my house, why would you want a house? Who's going to mow the lawn? Why'd you choose that door? Why'd you choose that paint? You know, just everything I do has been picked apart. So I almost feel like he's going to do it to me. You know, I have tattoos. I'm not Mormon. Not that there's anything against being Mormon. I've got a half sleeve. My hair is purple. You probably can't tell, but my hair is purple and my dad's like, why would you want to do that? You know? And so he just picks me apart he doesn't let me be authentically me
0: is it him that's not letting you be authentically you
1: I feel so because in every other relationship and in life I'm authentically me it's just with him it's just him everybody else will say I'm very independent I'm very confident I stand in my own you know but with him it's a different story
0: Well, is it his choice or your choice to feel that way
1: Well, obviously, I'm in control of my own feelings, so I get that.
0: So, what would it take for you to make that choice?
1: I would just have to make it and follow through, right?
0: What is one thing you could do that between your dad, you and your dad, that would make you uncomfortable but not dangerously so?
1: Um man i don't know for a long time i would hide my tattoos so it would probably be showing my tattoos but now he's seen them i don't know um that's a good question it's a very good question i'd have to think on that i mean maybe just for him to see me in my everyday element you know because with him i'm on my best behavior right um like when he's around i'm like okay i gotta have a drink i gotta have a drink or xanax dad's coming over and i know it's bad that's why i'm talking to you about this i'm not meaning for this to be a therapy session but i'm just interested with your method how you know i'm kind of using myself as the guinea pig or the example right um how would somebody break themselves of this? Well, and that's just it. That's really what it's all about. It's about, it's about getting yourself
0: out of your comfort zone. It's about the conversation I had with my brother, Chris. And and again, it's, it's, it's a choice and it's not an easy choice. Right. And one of the things that I worked on with one of my coaches that, that, it's just simple, stupid, stupid, simple stuff that you do on a daily basis that you're comfortable with. That when you start changing some of those habits, it can it, it broaden into the rest of your life. And okay. so, I'm, I asked the question about what can make you uncomfortable with your dad. But let's start somewhere else. Let's start with maybe tomorrow morning you start brushing your teeth with your opposite hand. Okay. Because guess what? It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. But it's going to force your mind to start thinking about those awkward things. Sure. And then, you know, maybe the next time you're on your way into your office or you're on your way to go see your dad, take a different route, drive a different way. Next time you're going to the store, drive. Don't go the fast way that you always go. Go a different way.
1: Okay, we'll see. Now, all of a sudden, my OCD is kicked in, which is actually CDO, because the letters even have to be in order. (laughs) So, (laughs) I am very OCD, and I think that's a direct result of part of the people-pleasing and trauma, right? It's my way of having control. So, would you say that OCD or, you know, something, yeah, we'll just say OCD, and people-pleasing can go hand-in-hand?
0: Absolutely, they can. Okay. And, and But I also believe that it's still all in your head. Okay i mean you, you talk about having ocd yes. what could you do what could you do it's gonna piss you off you're gonna be irritated as hell like like if i was to take your picture on your wall back there and put it on the other wall
1: <laughs> no so that, i would freak out it's exactly like, no i you can't so do it why not do that because <laughs> it will drive me nuts things are not as i want them to be <sighs> isn't
0: that part of getting out of your comfort zone to,
1: to grow Oh, believe me. I know in the uncomfortableness is where you grow. I just might not always want to be uncomfortable, right? That's the challenge we have as trauma survivors. It's the uncomfortableness, right?
0: It is, but that's also back to the choice. And so it's it's ultimately for, for anybody who wants to stop people pleasing it. They have to want to stop people pleasing. They have to recognize that they are like you, like you have, and then make and decide to do those things, even the littlest things. You know, one of the things that I've done with one of my clients in the past is this person was like always considered one of the nicest dressed people going into the office. He would go into the office. He'd always have either a nice polo shirt on or a button shirt on, khakis, shine shoes, the whole shebang. I'm like, okay, tomorrow or next week, whenever he had a chance to go buy this, I'm like, I want you to wear the brightest, loudest pink shirt into the office. He's like, like you said, he's like, I can't do that. I'm always <laughs> not. I'm like, why not? I said, are you gonna get in trouble? Well, no, are you gonna get fired? No. He's like, what'll people think? I'm like, who cares? What does it matter? You're still gonna get in there. You're still gonna do your job. You're still gonna do it well. So who cares if you're wearing a loud shirt? And guess what? It might break some ice with somebody that you haven't talked to before
1: love it so it's all about so with your method it's all about getting outside that comfort zone and then you kind of think okay i took that step into the unknown and i didn't die i'm not gonna eat out of garbage cans i'm still alive right, right. and then they get that confidence to take the next step and then eventually we're breaking our habits yes of this people pleasing business exactly okay so Talk to me about the schmaltzy tasks.
0: What are those? (laughs) Those are kind of like I was just talking about it. It all depends on the individual, of course, because we'll have a conversation like you and I started to have and I'll get to know what's really holding them back. Uh, But again, it'll be I use I actually usually use the toothbrush one almost every time on our first session. It's like, okay, so your task for this week, your schmaltzy task is tomorrow, starting tomorrow morning, start brushing your teeth with your opposite hand. And then your second task is to go find 10 prospects if you're an entrepreneur, you know, or something. So I'll, I'll couple of business tasks with a comfort zone task. And so that way each each session, you're breaking it further down, further down. And we'll get, we'll push the limits a little bit every once in a while. got like I, I pushed real far with one woman and she, holy Toledo is killing it now. <laughs> I got her to go uh, um, parasailing.
1: Ooh, was she afraid of heights?
0: Afraid of heights, afraid of the water. Oh uh, so wow! She parasailing off of a boat, and she came back just so excited. And then later, I found out she went cliff diving. She's like, got after she got over that fear, she just like went no holds bar everywhere.
1: So fear is really just a limiting belief. So I've always said fear equals false evidence appearing real, which we've heard that. Nice. Or I've tried to change it to a positive one of feeling excited and ready right oh. you're fearful because you don't know what's going to happen on the other side, right but a positive side of it is you're you're fearful because you know again you don't know, but how about we change it with feeling excited and ready for something new I like it, so I need to practice what i Preach. <laughs> and I need to let go of that limiting belief with my father for decades. I just try I wished I could change it. Maybe it's the schmaltzy tasks that I need to work on.
0: Well, you you may you may have mentioned earlier, you said one of the things that might make you uncomfortable is your dad seeing you in your everyday life and what you're like in your everyday life. Yeah. What if you had a camera on you for couple hours of your day so you're not he's not physically there looking over your shoulder so you don't have the heat of that there yeah have somebody follow you around with a camera and then you know do your normal thing and then you show him the video or even send it to him at first you don't even have to be there at first hey this is by the way dad this is what i'm like day in and day out yeah he's gonna ask you why aren't you like this with me and you're like and then you can start the conversation because i feel intimidated i feel like materialistic is going to be materials materialistic things are what we've we share with each other
1: right or it's just hard to have a conversation with him honestly about anything in life so and it's a very one-sided conversation so yeah i maybe when we go to hawaii he's gonna see because maybe i'll have a my tai or two he's gonna see all the tattoos they're gonna be out yeah <laughs> yeah <yep. laughs> so maybe that will be when we break the ice that's what we'll shoot for how's that sound
0: that's a start what are you gonna do between now and when are you going <laughs>
1: We're going May. Well, I can't tell everybody the day. So we might come rob my house. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> May well, you're going, to, you're going in six weeks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So between now
0: and then, what are you going to do to get out of your comfort zone? What What kind of schmaltzy task can I help you help you with to get out of your comfort zone?
1: Oh, okay. Now the heat's back on me. Damn it. Um. <laughs> let's see. What can I do? You know, one thing I I do that I make a point of um, is, I mean, it was a little more difficult during COVID, is I take my dad to lunch once a month. So I'll go pick him up from work. He'll take his lunch break with me, and we go have lunch. And it's my way of trying to still be in his life because, honestly, if I didn't pick up the phone, I didn't text, I didn't you know reach out to him, we wouldn't have a relationship, sadly. He's just a very closed-off guy. I think he's he's got some disabilities he has intellectually that he's never been diagnosed with, like maybe... Um, Autism or something Anyways that's neither here nor there But um, he's just socially not there So I make it a point And when we go to lunch It's just kind of like crickets It's very uncomfortable We just sit there and look around And like I'll ask him a question He'll answer it And then there's like nothing beyond that Right? So I think something uncomfortable Would be trying to get my dad To kind of come to me more You know to, to initiate conversation Rather than it's just me so I wonder how that could take place. Do you ask him a lot of questions? I do. I do. I'm trying to pry him. Like, come on, Dad, be an initiator in this conversation.
0: <laughs> it's it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy.
1: Right. Yeah. So
0: so okay. So back to back to the schmaltzy test. Now, not not necessarily revolving around your dad because I think we kind of set the goal of when you go to Hawaii breaking that ice. Yes. So what can you do outside of your dad to get yourself uncomfortable in between. I really have my mindset on moving that sign to the other side of the room.
1: (laughs) No, you're not moving this damn sign, man. Um, So the big thing for me, and I think this goes for all people pleasers is boundaries of no. Mm hmm. Like, I am such a people pleaser. Somebody will ask me something. You know, I'm a realtor by day. That's my day job. And I also set up Airbnbs for people. I'm known as kind of like the Airbnb realtor. And, um, you know, somebody sends you a house. I will drop everything I have on my schedule to go show them this house. And then I ruin what I should have been doing for the day because I don't dare say, well, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Can we do it at this time? That That's definitely a fault in my business, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, learning to say no and set a boundary, I think that's important for people pleasers.
0: What what have you tried to change that?
1: Um, I've tried to say, well, no, let's do it tomorrow. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I read too much into their reaction. I think, oh, now they're not even going to want to use me <laughs> as their realtor, right? And it falls back on um, how I see myself. So I just want to be like the best. I want people to say, Oh my gosh, she treats me like a million bucks. Like I'm her only client. And yeah.
0: So do you think upfront and honesty might be a part of that? Sure. sure. So have you, th- have you thought about maybe, maybe next time here's one. It's going to, will make you uncomfortable based on what you just described. Next time somebody asks you to drop everything, go look at a place or, or show them a place, say, use the phrase, you know what? Can I get back to you in about five, 10 minutes? And just hang up the phone, shut off, whatever it is. If you're talking face-to-face or on the phone, cut off the conversation right there. Then take that extra time for you to sit here and think about, do I really, really need to go over here? Or can is it something that I can reschedule for tomorrow or the next day? Then you have the time to take a step back. Because when you're making that decision on the fly, your people, pe- people-pleaser syndrome is in your head and it's in there and it's saying, oh, we need to jump now, we need to go now, we need to go now, we need to go now. Yeah. Take that extra step back. Take that five, ten minutes to sit there and let your mind work a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. More times than not, you're going to find that you really didn't have to jump right now.
1: Hot tip. Okay. I'll try that. I will (laughs) definitely try that. For an example, I went and ran today for, uh, let's see, I did like a 65-mile round trip, you know, showing today, which was way out of the way and had to reschedule stuff.
0: Wow, that's crazy! Since it's only one thirty right now back there.
1: Yeah, that was at nine o'clock this morning.
0: Wow, yeah. wow.
1: So, but you know, I know that in this business, you've gotta you gotta do what it takes. But I also just need to learn to set some boundaries, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. very regimented, hence I'm OCD. So everything I've got time blocks for. Like for an example, if this went twenty minutes longer than I anticipated, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I got to get to my next thing. I've already lost twenty minutes." <laughs> so what does that do to you then when
0: you drop everything to go look at a house
1: it frazzles me it stresses me out but then i end up working a 15-hour day and at the end of the day i'm like trying to bring my heart rate down because my body's on fight or flight all day right and uh yeah it's not good it's not good for your health
0: no it's not it's not and it it really is it has so much stress and stress itself is a killer it can be a killer
1: yeah exactly oh it's put me in the hospital before many years ago but i've been in the hospital for it
0: so is is utah open
1: again it's pretty open yeah so the the rumor i guess i'll say is that they're going to eliminate masks the mask mandate as of april 10th oh wow cool yeah coming up
0: so do you still go to the grocery
1: store yourself i do
0: so how would you feel if I asked you to start a random conversation with at least three people next time you went to the store?
1: That doesn't make me uncomfortable. I'm a public speaker, so okay. that's easy. That's easy. Most people
0: aren't. Most people aren't. That's one of my go-tos usually.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one's easy. I tar- I start conversations with random people all the time. And you- who knows me will say that.
0: And when you talk about being a realtor, you kind of have to have that. So it's what about what, what about the loud clothing one that I was talking about?
1: Oh, that's me. I have loud hair, loud shoes. That's what I'm known for. Loud clothing.
0: Okay, so back to the back to the OCD. If I asked you to go to the store a different route than you normally go,
1: that would piss me off. No, <laughs> that would make me yeah I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit I go where the GPS tells me to go if I've never been there before but if I have been there before I've got my way I've got my way I go for sure I mean, I don't flip light switches four times before I go into a room or, you know, have to make clicking noises. (laughs) Not to disrespect anybody that has those habits, um, but I'm OCD in the sense of I'm just very regimented. And again, I grew up in such a chaotic environment. I went to 23 different elementary schools as a kid, some more than once. Wow. So I had no stability I was constantly being bounced around. And so now as an adult, I don't want to move. I stay in the same house. You know, I do the same things because it's my way of having control instead of chaos, if that makes sense. And I know that I can realize that. And uh, honestly, I don't really want to change that about me. I do like being OCD. I feel like that's been part of my success, why I've gotten to where I am today. And that's possible.
0: And that's possible. But it's also it's also holding you back from that people pleaser syndrome that you have with your dad
1: yes oh yes
0: so there's there's got to be a give and take if you really really want to beat that with your dad you're going to also have to break some of that ocd that you have
1: okay i'm up i'm game for it that's fine (laughs) Uh,
0: you, you will kind of I mean I just asked I like I just asked you about moving the sign I asked stop them,
1: asking oh. me to move my damn picture
0: because <laughs> again <laughs> it's something like that it's like that when you're having a conversation like I'm having with oh. you or if I'm having with a client it's that reaction right there that is more reason why you should and I'm not even saying move it to the other side just
1: move it three inches that way no it, it won't be feng shui man <laughs> <laughs> turn it on its side no i don't want you're just getting a kick out of this at this I point absolutely because if, <laughs> if you were paying me to coach
0: you there would be i would i would ask you more tougher tougher things than that and i would ask you to make sure you take pictures <laughs> of them i mean the other one that i liked oh okay again i don't know if this will make you uncomfortable or not but next time you go into the store uh you always see those magazine racks with the national Enquirer and everything yeah are you embarrassed to buy one of those no Okay.
1: It's my guilty pleasure. I used to read them on the plane all the time. I traveled for like 15 years. I'm like, let me just settle in and lose some brain cells reading about other people's craziness.
0: Uh, That's Um, another one. It's not not so much National Enquirer. I usually... Force people to go get like the swimsuit edition or something that's yeah. uncomfortable purchasing, and I'll make them get a picture taken. I'll have them take a picture of themselves getting buying this magazine. Sometimes, as far as going getting a Playboy or something that's just completely risque, that they're just like, I'm not going to do that. Yes, you
1: are, and you're going to take a picture of it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to flip the script on you. Uh huh. What makes you uncomfortable? you you've you've remedied your entire people pleasing syndrome you have nothing else in your life for your people pleaser
0: not very much not very much so uh so i still have a day job for now uh the the actual date on the wall is may similar to your leaving for hawaii may 5th is my resignation day um then going full-time coach but so i still have a little bit when it comes to um the folks at work and not even the ones at my particular plant. I am way past that with anyone above me at our particular plant, but we're part of a large corporation. So I still have a little bit of that when I know somebody from the corporate levels coming in. So that's the one that I have to get past. So one of the ones I started doing was the same one I was telling you about with uh, one of the other office, office workers, is that I come in now with loud shirts on i don't care if somebody is there from corporate or not and usually it ends up breaking the ice starting the conversation getting us both out of our comfort zone and it works out really well but that one is still one that i hang on to a little bit but there's not very many
1: okay so it is a work in progress then
0: it's been what i've been working on it for 18 18 to 20 months
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then what's making you feel empowered today the fact that you've come so far you know what makes you feel empowered
0: well, it's not just even that it's, it, it, that's part of it, of course, but also seeing it, seeing the positive effect for other people. That's really what I'm about. I, I'm more about serving others and helping others break free of that. So when I see other people getting those successes, it just makes me feel more better and even better about it and want to learn more, gain more knowledge, push the limits.
1: Is there a set amount of coaching sessions you're seeing on average? It takes a person to break one of these habits? on average
0: i would say it's probably probably in the 30 days and and usually I don't once so four four sessions once a week for for a month um before you really and that's really the turning point that's where you're going to find out if this person really wants to make the choice or if you're going to have to push harder um Ooh. those those that have made the choice usually by that time they're starting to make themselves uncomfortable and change their habits change their routines that would that's another one change your routine which i know would probably drive you nuts
1: <laughs> yes well they say what it's 20 20- 21 days to build a new habit it takes 21 days
0: that's that's what some people say now if you if you read uh tom ziggler zig ziggler's son if you read his stuff he talks about 66 days
1: oh interesting so
0: it's it's really and and one of his things is um to uh the secret to success and i don't mean success in financial means i mean just personal success is changing uh one bad replacing one bad habit with one good habit
1: Mm, okay very cool so typically you're seeing people are with you how long the average client
0: average client is is uh 90 days 90 Um, days you can you can I've got bigger packages that even up to a year, but typically most people go for the 90 day package.
1: Okay, so tell us more about your packages. What do you have to offer? How can somebody reach you? Let's say somebody's listening to this and like, haha, Tiff, I see that you need to change and I do too. How do we do this? Well, <laughs>
0: go, go to my website. That's uh, TonySchmalz.com T-O-N-Y-S-C-H-M-A-L-T-Z.com and there is a direct book book now link. Get some time on my calendar and we can talk about whether it's something that might be right for you or not and 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 no matter what you'll get you'll get you'll get an hour with me to even find some of these little things that might help you advance even if we choose not to work together so that's the first one okay and then come mid-april my my book will be coming out which is of course be Schmalzi. and it's uh uh the the subtitle isn't finalized yet but it's the main title is going to be be Schmalzi. and if you want to get on the list for that book and you'll get first dibs at it before it actually hits the shelves and yes it'll be a physical copy Yep. and, <laughs> I <want> uh, one. <laughs> and they'll be free i'm going to be giving free free giveaways along the way there'll be free t-shirts going out free coffee mugs be schmaltzy mugs go to schmaltzybook.com s-c-h-m-a-l-t-z-y-b-o-o-k.com enter your email address and then just check your emails because they'll be i see i usually send them out once a week and there's always every couple of weeks i'm giving away something
1: okay it sounds like i need to get in on that train that sounds awesome um hey i want to show you something
0: oh nice now how long is it going to stay there
1: <laughs> it's, it's going to stay here the rest of the session and then as soon as we're done i'm putting it back no <laughs> so what y'all didn't see because this is on the audio is i moved that damn sign okay i proved a point i moved the sign and as you can see it was covering up this outlet because it's about being perfect and that outlet didn't look so perfect so that's why that sign was there so
0: when's and- your next when's your next show
1: My next show is uh, I release Fridays. You're my last one of the day, though.
0: Okay, so when's the next time you're going to record next week?
1: Next week, probably uh, Friday. Yeah.
0: Okay, so next Friday, I expect you to take a screenshot with that picture (laughs) over here and email it to me. So I know that you, you left it there.
1: Fair enough. I can do that. I, i'm not You're twitching sure? yet yeah I, I didn't have a stroke <laughs> i'm not twitching yet so i think we'll be fine good, oh good. the beauties of having ocd or otherwise known as cdo okay <laughs> so we, we're running out of time i want to ask you a few other questions first and foremost what do you want the listeners to take away from today's episode
0: really really i'd like the listeners to listeners take away you guys out there don't worry about whether other people think other people think and if it takes you finding ways to get uncomfortable to do that get there because i guarantee you to find your authentic self and to really be you is to get out of that zone get out of that people people pleaser zone and that's why i talk about the be schmaltzy movement it's about being cheesy or sappy and guess what so so many people are not and it was believe it or not my wife who really pushed this on me real hard my wife is the biggest goofball you'll ever meet she'll be we'll, we'll just be sitting sitting on the couch i'll leave be reading a book or or the tv will be on and she'll just like walk in the middle and just start dancing like just this (laughs) complete goofy dance and i used to let it embarrass me and then i and then when i started getting into the out of my own comfort zone i realized you know what i need to own that now i dance with her you know it's so it's it's not worrying what other people think and there's lots of books uh lots of people you can follow out there that help that have helped me um but whatever it takes for you first and foremost make the decision, make the decision that this is what I want to change about myself. And it's not an easy decision. And you may have to beat yourself up day in and day out for a few days to really get that decision to set in, but make the decision, find out what steps work best for you to make those changes. And if you need help with that, get on my calendar and I'll help you find it.
1: Love it. So what's the five-year plan for Be Schmaltzy? (laughs) <laughs> so the five-year plan is going to go
0: pretty quick from what I'm seeing. And um, as things start to open back up, I'm already in discussions with people about doing live events, being on stage at some of their events. That's really, really where I want to be. I really want to be in, in five years from now. I'm, I won't say Tony Robbins level, but uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty darn close call. You know, uh, I, I'd really like to be having, have my own core. I will have not like to have, I will have my own courses. I will have, my own events be on other people's stages that's really where i want to be i want to help as many people as i can and i believe that being in front of them is the easiest way to do that
1: absolutely so you're not scared of public speaking then
0: nope nope i love it i love to be on camera i love to be on microphone love to be up in front of people i've been speaking on stage since i was 17 years old to 17 years old i spoke in front of 5,000 people
1: what what'd you speak about
0: well about divorce so i was very big into my very big in my church back then back into the youth group Uh, for the uh, I grew up Catholic and I was uh, very much into the youth group and they asked for we had our local regional archdiocese convention and there was literally 5,000 people there and they asked for somebody to speak on divorce I volunteered and uh, there's actually a story behind that too I actually got a ticket on the (laughs) way there and the whole thing started late
1: (laughs) oh boy
0: but yeah no I have no problem I ever since I was a kid I have no problem getting up in front of people
1: that's awesome I can't wait to see this five-year plan take place we got to stay in touch and uh yeah this picture here i'm still not freaking out i'm surprised i mean it's kind of bugging me but i'll I'll get past it (laughs) all right so um any last words before we get into what I like to call 20 questions?
0: <laughs> well, the only thing I want to remind everybody is is look up the definition of schmaltzy and always remember to be schmaltzy. Be a little, be a little sappy, be a little cheesy. Let your inner schmaltz out. Don't hold it in anymore. Don't worry about what other people think. And if you feel like singing, sing. I mean, roll down your windows in your car, crank up the music and belt it out at the top of your lungs. Who cares if somebody at the stop sign next to you sees you? Just go
1: absolutely i think i'm gonna do that i gotta go drive after we're done i'm gonna do that <laughs> Just, i don't know maybe play some ice ice baby really <laughs> just you know as it's snowing outside and just you know blare it and sing okay without further ado let's get into 20 questions all right so obviously i'm not gonna ask you 20 questions we'd be here for another hour i'm gonna only ask you one of 20 questions Based on the number you give me. So choose a number between one and 20.
0: Let's go with number 11.
1: Oh, that's one of my favorite numbers. Let's see. Okay. What is your favorite word and why? And don't say schmaltzy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is my no, favorite No, No, you have to choose another one. This isn't oh. fair.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, my next favorite word, and I say it in the most loving way, is butthead my okay. wife i call i call my wife butthead all the time and it's not and i don't know when i started using it it's it's fairly recent but it's back to her goofiness i just when she's being goofy i refer you butthead i just refer to her <laughs> as butthead and and that's that's probably my favorite that's the one that i continuously use and it gets her laughing i start laughing and she doesn't mind it she thinks it's funny that i call her that um and back to us being goofy our our wedding bands actually say uh her weirdo and my goofball or mine says his his goofball and my weirdo or oh else.
1: that's so cute how long have you guys been married
0: so actually, we've only been married for about two and a half years, but we've been together for 17.
1: Okay, cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on. Like you have made me laugh. I'm smiling. You got me out of my comfort zone. I mean, what more could I ask for? This oh, I'm going to been...
0: be emailing. I'm gonna be emailing. Are you gonna be <laughs> I know. Like... Are you gonna be... Is oh, that I sign know. back
1: up there? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're going to hold me accountable. I almost need to have like a 24 hour camera now on my chair with the sign behind showing it's gonna forever be here i'm actually i'm gonna leave it there i will i'll send you a picture all right, all right i'm not cool. scared i like this i like you're getting right. out of my comfort zone because here's the thing i also have a sign on the wall that says i've learned i still have a lot to learn so if i think i've learned it all and there's no room for improvement then i might as well just die right so
0: that sticks on my that stays on my computer screen it says positive change is damn hard do it, it anyway is.
1: yep do it anyway Yep. Love it. Well, thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone. Like I say, I believe that there's going to be so much that people take out of this and people pleasing. is just such, it goes hand in hand with trauma, especially when you have gone through such a traumatic experience with your parents, as you know, because you've dealt with it yourself. And, um, You guys, if you took something from this, share this with somebody you think might resonate with it as well. You know, the more we can get the word out about this and what modalities are out there and what Tony has to offer, uh, the better the world will be so once again uh also be sure to rate and review this episode because the more people that know and the higher up in the rankings we are uh helps keep the lights on so and i'm almost in the dark today so you can't (laughs) see me but it's pretty dark in here all right anyways thank you again so much and as always be the change you wish to see in this world have a great day
0: Thank you for listening to Speak Loud. If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support. To find out more information about SHARE, our movement, and to join the cause, please visit sharethemovement.org. Until next time.